Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You are listening to The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 The Answer. And I have told you guys many times one of the coolest things about being in radio is that you get to interact with people whose opinions, analysis, and intellect you admire, people who do important work. And the epitome of that is my next guest. His name is Victor Davis Hanson. I'm sure you have seen Dr. Hanson on uh, many, many outlets, whether it's uh, Fox News with Tucker Carlson or others. But Dr. Hanson, thanks so much for your time today. It's great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, Let's start with Ukraine, because we had an hour and a half phone call yesterday between Joe Biden and Vladimir Zelensky, and there's a lot of uh, speculation about what was said or was not said on that phone call. Biden seems to be indicating to Zelensky that, hey, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming, and you're going to be sacked immediately. And Zelensky's like, uh, no. So what do you make of this latest twist in the uh, matter at the Ukrainian border? Well, I think Biden is starting to realize that it's too late to restore American deterrence after the debacle in Afghanistan and the debacle when he entered office and he told Putin, you know, pick, you know, if you want to hack, go ahead and hack, but please do not hack these 16 (laughs) institutions. And so I think we've lost deterrence and he doesn't know quite what to do. And then now the question of whether he goes into Ukraine or not depends entirely on his own self-interest. And I think Putin is weighing, on the one hand, do I just stay here on the border and watch NATO fragment Germany, say they're not going to help, Germany needs our gas, mm-hmm. Turkey's the second biggest or the biggest um, NATO by population, its army is huge, but it's pro-Russian. And he's watching this fissuring of NATO, and, he, and that's valuable to him. But if he goes in, he doesn't know whether there's going to be, you know, 300,000 Ukrainians as irregulars in the streets of Kiev and et cetera. So he's, but it's not going to be dependent on what we do, this administration. This administration cannot and will not deter him. They're not psychologically able, and they've lost deterrence by the things they've done the first year. I agree to- totally, and we're speaking with Victor Davis Hanson. You can follow him on Twitter, at VD Hanson, H-A-N-S-O-N. Uh, his website is uh, victorhanson.com. Listen to his podcast. Find it on any podcast platform, the Victor Davis Hanson Show. Uh, Afghanistan, the tentacles of that, I think, informed the world. Joe Biden is weak, world leaders. Uh, President Xi of the Chinese Communist Party, Vladimir Putin. I think this Ukrainian thing is a test, and as I look at the timetable... With the Beijing Olympics coming up and with this um, alliance that it appears Putin and Xi are formulating, this uneasy respect they have for each other, they have a common enemy, it's us. Uh, I wouldn't expect Putin to do anything on the Ukraine border to steal the headlines away from Xi's Olympics, 
But I would expect not only Ukraine and perhaps Taiwan to blow up after the Olympics. Do you think my timetable has merit or not? Yeah, I, I do. I don't, and when you say blow up, it's hard to calibrate whether blow up means um, putting troops right on their border and saying, what are you going to do about it? And hoping the society unravels inside or they get an appeasing president that takes over. Or in the case of Taiwan, the people get panicky. So I think they'll do that for a long period of time before they actually go in. Because if they go in, there's going to be financial and uh, diplomatic repercussions. Not enough to deter them, but they're looking at the cost-benefit. And if it works, they'll probably, as you say, signal the Chinese it's fine to do this to Taiwan, or they'll go into the Baltic republics. Because they, you know, all the all the tessera that used to be part of the Soviet mosaic, Putin wants to reclaim, and he, you know, he didn't. I mean, it's it's very deductive. It's very easy to see that from 2009 to 16, he went into west eastern Ukraine, and Crimea, and then he did it again in 2021. And we don't dare say that he did not do anything from 2017 to 2020. And the left knows it. And everybody else knows it, but we won't say that, that Donald Trump killed Soleimani, he took out Baghdadi, he bombed ISIS, he got an asymmetrical missile deal with Putin, he poured gas and oil on the world market and crashed the, the greatest source of Russian income, he threatened NATO and blustered and made them pay $100 million more in military red as he increased our defense budget. And so Putin was not going to do anything because he was unpredictable. Trump mm -hmm. was unpredictable. And uh, so we know what's happened. And we knew that brief window of four years we had deterrence, but because he's Donald Trump, he can't say that. And no one will dare say that, but even his critics know it to be true. Yeah, absolutely right. And, and we are speaking with Victor Davis Hanson. He is a senior fellow at the Hoover Institute. Uh, I highly recommend his latest book, The Dying Citizen. Uh, also, he wrote The Case for Trump. Uh, excellent books. He's the author and editor of 24 books. Uh, really amazing perspective on things. And, you know, Dr. Hansen, uh, Joe Biden was calling uh, the then president of Ukraine when Trump took office. There are uh, many, many, <laughs> I think they're not rumors, I think they're trumors about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's uh, ties to Ukraine. Uh, this, to me, is uh, an aspect of this particular incident that uh, is going on at the border right now in Ukraine that I just wonder, what do they know and what does Joe Biden know that they know that may be impacting his decisions? Am I conspiratorial in that regard? No, I think there's a lot of things that create or, or destroy deterrence. And in our case, unfortunately, it's a perfect storm. We mentioned that Biden didn't do anything about uh, hacking with Russia. We, he didn't, you know, the Chinese insulted him in Anchorage, his diplomatic team, Afghanistan. But there were also these other things. And you mentioned one that Hunter Biden was knee deep in Burisma, Joe Biden, and had a lot of braggadocio how he was going to get because Mr. Slocum fired the prosecuting mm -hmm. attorney. Then we also have a lot of people mad at Ukraine because remember Lieutenant Colonel Andrew Vinman, Alexander Vinman, was working with Adam Schiff and working with the whistleblower on that phone call. And then when he was successful in getting Trump impeached, he was offered the Ministry of Defense by the Ukrainian government, who was, you know, Trump's on the way out. We've got to get shipped around. So a lot of Americans are saying this government is corrupt, and it tends to 
get in, interfere in United States politics depending on where they think the power will be, and we're sick of it. And then when you add another factor, and that is General Milley and Secretary Austin have been pretty clear under congressional testimony that whether it's climate change or white rage, that's what they're concentrating on. Mm-hmm. And so the Russians are looking at all of this, and they're saying American public opinion is split. We don't think the U.S. military is quite after Afghanistan and this internal surveillance and all this is quite as ready as it used to be. Uh, Germany is not on the NATO team and Turkey's not either. Those are the two biggest members. So we've achieved a lot of this by pressure. And they look at the general sense of the United States, 30 trillion in debt, social upheaval, uh, civic dissension. And they just don't think this is the United States that will deter them. And they're probably right about that. It doesn't mean that by saying that you agree with what he's doing. It's terrible what he's doing. But it's very hard to tell somebody in Ohio who's been slandered as a deplorable and irredeemable and who's a supposed target of white rage uh, investigation. Uh, Oh, your son is going to go over there and Mm. fight uh, in Europe's backyard against Vladimir Putin, that this administration appeased and empowered. It's going to be that's a hard sell for the American public, and that's why the polls show that uh, there's almost no support for an armed U.S. invention intervention um, in Eastern Europe. Yeah, uh, there is not. And and what I was astounded by, and again, we're speaking with Victor Davis Hanson, senior fellow at the Hoover Institute. Uh, follow him at VD Hansen on Twitter. VictorHanson.com is the website. I'm watching the that disastrous two-hour Biden uh, press conference, yeah. and, the, and the Ukraine border comes up time after time after time, and the southern border never comes up. And look, I'm not about adding to Vladimir Putin's countries, uh, you know, under his thumb. But I would certainly believe that fentanyl streaming across our border, human trafficking, uh, 1.7 million uh, illegals into our country, they're being bust. You see the same video as I do from Bill Malusian at the border. And it's just, uh, to me, astounding that question never came up about why are Ukraine's borders, by the word of a, some low-level Biden flack under Jake Sullivan the other day, inviolate and pristine and Nancy Pelosi's ready to preserve Ukraine's border and our southern border doesn't matter at all to them. And I think that, too, the American people go, wait, this doesn't stack up. It it does. That's a good point. And especially when Biden and Anthony Blinken have criticized uh, Putin for saying, well, he's not transparent. He doesn't tell what he's going to do. He's keeping a secret. He doesn't he doesn't. operate normal diplomatic channels. I heard that two days ago, and then I turned the channel, and here uh, there were these flights, nocturnal flights, where the pilots even said they didn't know whether they were going to land illegal immigrants in cities that they wanted to take away from the border immediately. And then I saw another news account. I thought, well, how does an illegal immigrant get on a domestic flight Mm. when you have to have a license, in some states a real license, a, a, a hyped up piece of identification or a passport and then we're told that if they have an arrest warrant that substitutes in lieu of their lack of a driver's license or passport so when you look at what we're doing to our own citizens and then we're telling our own citizens you better get outraged at what's happening 5,000 miles away that's a hard sell to get a majority public opinion certainly is uh dr hansen i know you need to go so i'll ask you this final question but i wanted to tell you 
years ago when I was a very young man, and I'm not anymore, I'm over 50, uh, my father cut out a column from our local newspaper in rural Ohio that resonated with him as a World War II veteran about uh, about our country, about the values and, and how important they are. And you were that author. I don't know if you were writing for Knight Ritter or Tribune Services or whatever, but you were syndicated. And I found that column many, many years later while going through his things after he passed away. So you met, you've, make a, you've made a big difference on people, and I appreciate your work. And I would very much value your perspective. You, as I said, wrote the book, uh, The Case for Trump. My personal perspective on the 2024 general is I want it to be about the future. I want it to be, if it's about the past, about the Biden administration, not about relitigating the 2016 election. I love President Trump's policies. I wish he would have been more circumspect with Twitter and things like that. I believe we can win, and I hate to awaken the enemy with Donald Trump running. What's your assessment of the wisdom of him running? Can he be talked into or should he be talked into being president emeritus and, you know, knighting Ron DeSantis or some other nominee? How do you feel about that? I think the majority of people that I've talked to and the people who have talked to him have almost verbatim transmitted the message that you just read to your audience or just uh, outlined the same thing. They've said that you had a wonderful four years and that you're 78 and you we're going to need that three to five percent demographic we've never got the swing voter independent suburban mom and and you're tweeting and that makes it very difficult so why don't you play kingmaker barnstorm the country for candidates and then get another candidate and your legacy is cemented we already have a great four years of governance and now you'll be magnanimous and and people will will have a different view of you in private life than the guy who tweeted or called Anthony Fauci goes like a girl or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's, and I think he's, he's digesting that. And I, I'm, I'm not sure that he is going to run. I think everybody says he's going to run, but uh, I think that's a very good point. A lot of people, I guess they, you know, there's two views. Your view is you can have Trumpism without Trump now. And the yes. other people say, well, that's like saying you can have sunlight without sun <laughs> because he's chemotherapy that kills the cancer of the hard left about a day before he kills the patient. <laughs> and a, a lot of people say, you know, I can't go through this again. I just can't do it. It's tearing my family apart. My friends don't. And I, and then the other people say, well, you've got to have a catharsis because you've got to go through it. And that's about split. I don't know what the polls say. It's 60-40, you know, want Trump to win and he can win the nomination. But uh, it, it's an ir- irony that you're you're talking about that maybe his effective agenda will be even more effective that he 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 takes sort of a grandfatherly role and lets somebody younger and less divisive in his rhetoric take charge of the operations of the agenda. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with you. I think a lot of people do. And then I think I could also speak for you that if that doesn't happen and you're confronted with Kamala Harris versus Donald Trump, you won't hesitate to vote for Donald Trump. Not at all. I have no problem. Yeah. I have no personal problem voting for him. I just know he awakens the enemy, yeah. and I would prefer they stay asleep. And that's a $419 million of Mark Zuckerberg, which will be spare change in the next election. Indeed it will. And they get organized. Yeah. Indeed it will. Dr. Victor Davis Hansen, thank you so much. VictorHanson.com, uh, VD Hansen, at VD Hansen on Twitter. Buy his latest book. 
the dying citizen. Uh, love listening to your podcast and love it when you're a guest with Megan Kelly and Tucker Carlson. Thank you for your work and um, thank you for your time today. Thank you. That was really fun. And we will digest some of what Dr. Hansen said next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Well, that was great fun and enlightening, speaking with Victor Davis Hansen. Um, it's on a personal level. Like I, I, I wondered if he'd push back on my view of Donald Trump uh, because he wrote uh, the book, The Case for Trump. Um, but Victor Davis Hansen is a very, very smart guy. I, I feel bad for him. I mean, imagine being a fellow, a senior fellow at the Hoover Institute on the Stanford University campus. Now, he can handle himself. He's part of a family that has owned its own orchard in Central California for like three or four generations. So he gets it. He understands the values of hard work, and he understands the value of history. He teaches a course at Hillsdale College in history, in military history. Man, you kids who go to Hillsdale, you get Victor Davis Hanson in the fall as your professor. Uh, You are getting way more than your money's worth there. So I liked his view of Trump that, I'm not off base saying, hey, uh, it becomes too much about the man, not enough about the policies. That's my opinion. If Donald Trump runs for re-election, let's bask in his successes with deregulation, with domestic energy production, with American exceptionalism, with peace through strength around the world, with preserving our southern border, and presumably the next time, if we can hold on to a Senate and a House that we will unquestionably win in the fall of 2022. Next time, let's actually build the wall instead of leaving all the materials laying there, rotting in the sun, $100 million worth of them in Texas, laying there, rotting in the sun right now, while illegal aliens stream across our border, bring their drugs pay gangs, cartels. The line Victor Davis Hansen said, which I am going to repeat repeatedly, Donald Trump is the chemotherapy that kills the cancer of the hard left. Yeah, he is. But he made the point, the cancer patient may die the next day from the accumulation of The Trump chemo. And that's not a choice. We are left. It's not a it's not a binary choice to have Trump or lose the election. Now, I think I think Ron DeSantis would unquestionably win. How do you how do you knock Ron DeSantis? And his record on covid, his record of the Florida economy, he's got the nasty Trump edge to him. But he has the politician savvy to him. You know, I disagree with Seb Gorka on this. Seb follows me in the afternoon, 3 p.m. after Dennis Prager. And Seb Gorka would mock me if he heard me say that Trump can't win because he'd awaken the other side. But Seb impugns Ron DeSantis by saying, he's a politician. Yeah, he is a politician. And guess what? You need to be a little bit of a politician to understand it. But he's got that Trump edge to him, too. So... Fun times talking with Dr. Victor Davis Hansen. That'll be on the podcast at 989theanswer.com. And next, 
We will talk about what's going on in our city with a mom who's had enough of being carjacked by a criminal.